Hi there, I'm Nick DeRosso, and welcome to Inside the Leadership Cryptex podcast, the show where I talk to business leaders and industry experts working in or in association with the property, real estate, and building industries. Now, to give you a little insight into what a Cryptex is, Perhaps you've heard of the book by Dan Brown called The Da Vinci Code. Well, this is where the cryptics made its debut as a portable vault used to hide secret messages. Therefore, Inside the Leadership Cryptics is an apt title for my podcast. Please join me for a fun, straight-talking and authentic chat with some super interesting people where I unlock the secrets to their career success, their ups and downs, their daily habits and the path that led them to where they are today. How do they balance their work, family relationships, physical and mental well-being, and both personal and financial growth. I also uncover their goals for the future, along with some industry commentary and insights. I really do hope you're able to take something useful away from the conversations. And now, on with the show. Hi there, I'm your host, Nick DeRosso, and on this episode, we are speaking to an absolute legend within the prop tech space. His passion and enthusiasm for what he is creating is absolutely infectious, I'm, of course, talking about Cullum Ashton, commonly known as Ash. He's the general manager of Builders WA and PropTech Hub WA. Now, Ash plans on making Perth the PropTech capital of Australia. And based on the stats he shared with his LinkedIn network recently, this isn't too far away from happening. Now, to briefly touch on this, we're talking about the stats from February 2021 to February 2023, PropTech Hub WA has seen $62 million invested in WA PropTechs, 463 industry members with 283 PropTech employees in WA. Not only that, we've also received significant local and state government grants. As you'll learn, Ash is the real deal, a genuine, hard-on-the-sleeve type of guy that is leading entrepreneurs and innovators in the PropTech space like never before. Ash, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. No, you're more than welcome. And uh, look, you you would have heard in the bio or the intro earlier, um, I, I've been trying to keep up with what you're doing. So we, we're going to have to try to put all this together, mate. So, uh, so look, I was, I was fortunate. To, we caught up uh, recently, actually. Uh, it was a PropTech Hub WA, and I'm glad you're wearing that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we uh, we caught up, and you had the launch of the life size plans, which was amazing. Yeah, um, is that amazing or what? Hey? Uh, huge! You know, you've got other yeah. things you're doing with builders as well. Um, but look, talk to me about Prop Tech Hub. Where did it all start for you? Yeah, so it started out of West Tech Fest. So. Um, the common person wouldn't really know what West Tech Festival is, but it's actually Western Australia's largest tech conference. Right. It's sort of the end of November, first week of December, and you can kind of use it as a bit of a business, networking, pre-holiday to the holidays. That's what I like to do. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's all the different tech sectors. And we were lucky enough to come out of that. Um, I was there as a guest. I was sitting next to um, a good mate, Charlie, and he pointed to Jeff and then Jeff, because um, I was sort of coming up with this idea of a cool place for property and construction techies to hang out. He pointed to Jeff. Jeff has some space. We caught up and, um, yeah, the rest is history, I oh, guess. Yeah. You were talking yeah. about Charlie Gunningham, is that right? Yes, 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 yes. Good. So Charlie is... 
the uh, godfather of he is, in Australia. <laughs> he is. So it was just such a coincidence. Well, not coincidence. He was sitting next to me, but a coincidence that I came up with this idea of property and construction technology, kind of a hub. Um, industry can get involved, so then they can see what the latest techies are doing, pull it in, get a competitive advantage, either save them some money, get them to make some more money, expand into new markets. It was really industry-focused mm. and getting the, the innovators into that industry, um, making some sales and all that sort of stuff. And then he was sitting there as I was sort of putting this on a on a napkin that was on the table, basically, and then Jeff, so my background's in resi and then Jeff's background's in commercial and he had some space in one of his buildings and we thought, okay, let's let's try it out there mm. um, and see if these innovators and techies want to come together and work and share and collaborate and, and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> Turns out they did it. <laughs> 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 so getting them to actually come to the hub and work together has been my hardest challenge. <laughs> right. But if it's an event where there's food and there's booze and they can get up on stage and talk about themselves, they're there. Don't worry yes, about that. Yeah. <laughs> we all. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so we've sort of pivoted into more of the event stuff learnt really quickly that they're just interested in sales and investment, right? They yeah. just want money. So as long as everything that we do is focused on our innovators getting money, they're, they're happy um, and along for the ride. And then industry, you know, as long as it's either saving you money or kind of making more money, they're happy and, and will come along um, for the ride as well. So awesome. we got yeah. to the point. But um, no one wants to rock up nine to five, five days in a row and work together at a desk. So no. anyway. No. <laughs> well, you are dealing with entrepreneurs, so that's never going to happen. So. <laughs> I know they want to go to the coffee and the bar and out for lunch and, you know, you know all this door knocking stuff really and, right. yeah, trying to strap them in at a table. <laughs> Golly no. gosh, no, no chance. <laughs> so what, what was the trigger? Was it your – because your background, um, so you got a degree, um, a bachelor's actually, um, in entrepreneurship entrepreneurs and small business um then you yeah. had previous business uh with Volte sports so you've always had this you know the linking the technology entrepreneurship then you went into yeah. building because you're obviously builders as building brokering what was yeah. it you were sitting there at this function and went i reckon i got this idea how did that come to be <laughs> well it was it sort of came from me either wanting to set up my own prop tech or invest in prop tech mm. and sort of use that stuff for builders and make builders more competitively um, advantaged. So getting clients easier, making the client experience better, using tech to, you know, be able to do sales at 11 o'clock at night when I'm asleep or yeah. be able to automate communications. So I was really looking at it from that point of view, like a very selfish point of view and, um, you know, entering the innovation sector in WA and trying to see what, was there, um, what I could do or what I could pull in or, or whatnot. And that was sort of through that was then the idea is, you know, HIA, Property Council, UDA, Rewa, I love it, you know, but you put on your suit, it's very formal mm -hmm. um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I was really starting to think, is there kind of a space where, you know, shorts, thongs, a shirt, you know, backpack with a laptop in it, you know, where do you go, right? Where, where do you get all of these pop techs 
um, together, and there just wasn't one in Perth. So I thought, okay, let's give it a crack. And we um, bribed them with pizza and and beer, got them all to come, and I said, you know, please sign up and, (laughs) you know, and we'll give this prop tech thing a go and, you know, we'll have this space where you can work from. And they said, oh, yeah, that, that sounds really good. Not me being very naive knowing that they wouldn't use it. And then events, you know, will bring people together and all this sort of stuff. So we were very much a startup in itself and learning what our customers really wanted. Um, But fortunately, eight of the 14 said, yep, we'll sign up. And I thought, okay, that's enough. Let's let's go and and see, see what we can do. Fantastic. All right. So now you had, um, you did put a report out last week. Um, I think it was from yes. LinkedIn, uh, which I put some stats in the uh, the intro. That's some pretty big uh, numbers for the first couple of years. Um, yeah, totally. I, I, talk to me around that. But, you know, the challenge, I mean, there's leadership and there's leadership. You, you've jumped into an area which is entrepreneurial. What you're doing is entrepreneurial in its own right. And now you're leading entrepreneurs, and and you and I both know entrepreneurs don't like being led that well, um, yeah. but they do need it. Unless there's free beer. <laughs> Unless there's free beer. But they well, do, sorry, right? I'm they, saying they every do. every coffee yeah. shop around Perth must hate you right now because that's where they <laughs> <are>. <laughs> so, so, you know, so tell me, um, you know, how do you le- – what's the style? I mean, I know you've I've talked about the pizza and the beer and whatever, but you've got something that's of interest and these people want to be part of for you to have such good numbers. I mean, run run me through those. Yeah, yeah so, so basically it's always – there's always been a vision and the vision has been clear um, from get-go is that we want to make Perth the prop tech capital of Australia. Mm. And to achieve that, we need more prop tech innovators in Perth than anywhere else. We need more investment in those prop techs than anywhere else in Australia. And we need more staff working here uh, in Western Australia than anywhere else in Australia. So three, so everyone's known, they're the three things. That's how we're measuring this. Mm. And then when we get there, we can finally put the flag up and say, look, Perth is the prop tech capital of Australia. And I think that really excites the innovators and the industry and the investors because they're proud of Perth. You know, Absolutely. like WA people love WA. It's sort mm. of like a, a separate country in Australia, right? We love it. And we want to be number one at something. And you go around town and you see all the innovation and all the different sectors and they're all crying and whinging and carrying on that there's not enough money and it's hard and Perth is, is rubbish and they've got to go to Sydney or Melbourne or whatever. And I think that's ridiculous. I think we can do it here in Perth. I think we have plenty of money we have plenty of talent and we just got to pull it together mm. and you know for the viewers that are watching this and that i'm not really interested in anything other than property and construction right so i'm not going to do this in all the other tech sectors or whatever but people in those can see what we're doing here at prop tech and then you know copy and paste it into gaming or ag tech or fintech or med tech or whatever they're interested in Mm. Um, we're just going to do the the prop tech stuff. Um, so yeah, so so some some numbers: uh, 113 innovators, 463 industry members, 62 million dollars has Jeez. been invested in these innovators. Right now, you work that out; that's around two and a half million a month. Right, it's, it's not. There's not many other innovation communities, and in, actually, there's none. 
Mm. There's no other innovation communities in Western Australia that have got those numbers. Um, you put all of our innovators together and you combine their market cap at $7 billion. Um, Our industry members, you combine their market cap, uh, it's $540 billion. So it's very, very important at the very beginning is to put money in the room. Because if there's no money in the room, everyone's just wasting their time, right? right? So it was important to get money in the room. Um, and then you've got to, like, do things. So you've got to do meetings, or you've got to do events, you've got to have that human connection where people get excited and, and all that sort of stuff. So 396 meetings in WA, 34 across Australia, and 16 international. So I've got I had one this week and I have another one um, this week as well two international online meetings. One has mapped out 3,500 prop tech companies across the world, 51 prop tech associations. So I'm really interested in getting involved in that. And then another one um, hosts a prop tech event every two years that's the size of 20 football fields. Wow. So it's huge. And I want to take our guys over there. So these meetings are relevant. There's always a purpose. Um 283 employees work in PropTech in WA. If you ask people, they probably would say there's not even 100, mm. right? So by being able to, to do surveys and ask their innovators and, and get the real numbers, it, it paints a picture that PropTech is quite big in WA. Um, and I like to shout it from the rooftops is, you know, let's get Perth to be PropTech capital so I'm, you know, big in the advocacy space, 166 emails or posts online. So it works out about seven a month, right, that, you know, I'm tagging government in or I'm sending it to government departments. So eventually they're going to say, what's it going to take for this? Because I don't want any more emails and posts anymore. <laughs> That's the strategy, right? <laughs> God, let's just do it. Then we can let then this crazy guy will leave us alone. <laughs> uh, which is good because the state government has given us three thousand dollars that's helped our women in prop tech Perth program. City of Perth has given us sixteen and a half thousand dollars, which helped contribute towards our program last year. Um, and then in, to do all that, 98 events we attended, 58 events we hosted, and uh, 2,871 people through the doors over those two years. So I remember um, some nights I had three events on at the same time and they were all down St George Terrace. So I would pop into one, have a drink, then go to the next one, have a little nibble, have a bit of a chat, then go to the next one. And I was kind of like rotating through the events all night. <laughs> so people uh, thought you were there all night. <laughs> <laughs> I got me steps in that night. <laughs> hey, groggy, things you do. <laughs> I know. Well, look, you've got... You've got a clear passion and energy for this, which I love, but you, you understand it as well. Um, there certainly is a space. I mean, property, you know, not, not dissimilar to recruiting, really. In fact, recruiting, um, having been in property myself, as you know, for over 20 years, coming into recruiting, I feel like it's a tad behind property. And everyone in property is like, wow, this is so slow to catch on. It actually isn't. It does embrace technology quite well. And I think it's probably as a result of salespeople, we like shiny objects. <clears throat> We're, ooh, what's yeah. that? <laughs> we just need to yeah. learn to make it actually work for us, which you are clearly doing. But how? What? what is it that drives you? What You get up in the morning, what's your plan? I mean, you've got a... 
you're, as you said, you're off this week, later on this week. So your time frame must be absolutely nuts. Um, as you know, I spoke to Mark Sinclair um, previously, and his was off the charts with how he starts and going across the country and what have you. Yours must be similar. Talk to me with what it looks like. Yeah, it sort of starts at five in the morning and finishes at 12 at night. Yeah, right. And, then it, <laughs> and it's different, different every day. You know, it is different. Sundays, I really do try and make a family um, day and do different bits and bobs. You know, you still can do things on the phone or whatever and, and, and push and tick things along. Friday nights, I always like to do a, either a family or a, or a friend's dinner. We either host it or we try and go out somewhere and we let people know that we're coming over for dinner. So just to give them the heads up. But that just it allows family and friends to be around you every week because it is, it is super easy to get consumed on this yeah. stuff and you don't see people for a month or two months or three months. And then they say, so what have you been up to? And you say, well, I can't even tell you because it's just been too much, you know, and and you sort of feel like a stranger. So um, that can happen. And I guess anyone that, that is listening or what, to this, um, what's worked really well for me is Friday night dinners and Sundays. And that means you can still do everything that you need to do, you know, Monday to Friday and on Saturday. Um, you can get up early and you can go to bed late and you can do whatever you want to do and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and eventually, you know, build your team, leverage that labour, um, and then you can pull back in certain areas and, and do different bits and bobs. But, you know, it's a choice to do 5 to 12 because I actually, you know, want to do a lot in a short period of time. If you don't want to do a lot in a short period of time, you can then reduce those hours and expand and have certain outcomes in a longer period of time. So it just depends on what people want to do, really. Yeah. And this is, um, you know, part of the reason, you know, talking to people like yourself is this path you've chosen and the people I'm speaking to, myself included, is not easy. You know, it's not for the faint hearted. There isn't a regular paycheck every fortnight. You know, it's. Uh, it, it's... Well, none of my friends and family would sign up to my life. So that tells no, you something. <laughs> I know, I know. It's one of those things. That it's like anyone getting into into my industry in real estate. They like to see the big houses, the flashy cars, but they forget what goes along the way. It's like you're 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 an overnight success that's taken twenty years of grit and yeah. hard work, and you know yeah. so many failures and starting again. You know, I mean, yeah. how how have you gotten yourself up? You know, after knockback, and you've said it before. You know, you you were you put out all the, these things to these people and events and. And you do you don't get anyone showing up, and yet they like the idea. How do you get back on the bike and keep going? Yeah, well, for example, um, the life size plans event. I personally invited over two thousand people, and we had a room of about sixty to eighty people. Mm. And you know, you get the the people that reply back to that. Oh, I wish I could come, but I'm you know flying or over thing or private. It is what it is. Yeah. I don't take it to heart. There, there is no. There's no emotional thing to it. It is, I'm putting it out there. If you want to participate in this thing, you can. I'll continue inviting you until you do want to participate in something when you can. Um, and it, this thing is actually for you and for everyone. Um, I try and not make it about me at all. Mm. Um, you know, when, when I do things, I don't think, what do I want to do or what do I want to get from it? Um, I think that's a bit silly. I think we, 
we design things for other people to enjoy and then we get satisfaction in seeing them enjoy it. And that Absolutely. means that we did a good job. Well, you had some good um, <clears throat> um, other businesses there, um, prop tech innovators and ideas that were there. So obviously helping them like you would your own team. So you mentioned Charlie earlier. Talk to me about the immediate team you've got around you um, in the PropTech Hub WA um, and what you think your leadership style is, how you feel that that's contributing to the growth that you're having. Yeah, so um, in our team we have Neil, who is our business development executive. I met Neil. He helps our innovators connect to industry and investors. So we have an investor panel. Um, they get an update on opportunities every month. Uh, Neil is the perfect person for that to liaise with those investors um, and present those opportunities. Also to provide some sort of catalogue to our industry members on what um, you know sort of deals or offers the innovators have. Yep. So he's really kind of that playing that connector role. Um, Max is our chief marketing officer. He helps everyone look good and present accordingly. Um, Steve is our chief financial officer, so he's able to help prepare innovators for a trade sale, an IPO, get their books nice and clean for investors um, and all the, the paperwork that um, comes with it. He's, um, you know, been a ASX listed CFO. He's sold property that's over fifty million, so he's got that skill set and ability to to help. Um, Kirsty runs the the office and does a lot of the the admin stuff. And soon we're actually going to bring on someone that can do the events and programs and and something. So I am sort of actively looking for someone to play that role. It might be someone that has their own event business or, or whatnot, um, but can come in and contract, we can contract out our program to them. They can be part of our team. They maybe even do other launch events and, and things for our innovators and that sort of stuff. Right. Once we have that, I think our team is actually um, sort of set. I don't really see where we will be expanding it, maybe sort of, you know, membership assistant or some sort of assistant role perhaps, but then that's really maxed, right? So mm. we've got the person that does the connection. We've got the person that makes everyone look good. We've got the person that gets the numbers right. We've got the person that sets the events up in the program and invites people and, and, and gets that all going. Um, and then I've got to figure out what I'm going to be doing. So, Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, well, it sounds like you'll be doing the most. But so, look, yeah. with the you, the team comes together, what? How often would you say you all get together? I mean, you probably speak to each other a lot during the day. Yeah, week, yeah, weekly, a lot weekly. Um, and then you know, face to face stuff. It, it can vary at least fortnightly, um, pre events, post events, and stuff mm. like that. Um, yeah. Okay. And, right. and leadership style is just. Um, let them go for it and yeah. and then hit me up if they need something, basically. Well, it's kind of, look, it's interesting. There's a lot of different styles and I'm finding that leadership styles, and I've certainly come across my <clears throat> own good and bad ones with, with you know, senior people I've worked with. Um, and I've certainly hopefully grown out of some bad habits I had myself as well um but look you know my um my father uh, for example he was pretty old school back in the day and uh, did rule with an iron fist 
Um, yeah. You know, used to um, often say, I'm the boss and you're not. <clears throat> we were going to get him a T-shirt that said that at one stage. <laughs> um, <laughs> but funnily enough, he was very, you know, quite empathetic, but there was a little bit of reigning with fear. And yeah. <clears throat> that's certainly changed. Now, COVID, that environment has made us all have to develop very, very fast about how we are going to lead our, you know, our future leaders pretty much, you know, to totally. the point where we still need them to be held accountable. They still need to be, understand there are responsibilities that just because you've got to work from home, it doesn't mean you don't take your kid to childcare for the day and your yeah. baby sitting at home. So how do you sort of see that going forward with the, especially with the prop tech and the people you're dealing with at the moment, that could be a little bit, I guess, transient or no mad as, as you, as you might say, but still be led by you. Nick, I've got no idea, mate. That's the honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something you sort of figure out case by case. So I yeah. think if, if I had a piece of paper of all of these things that I would do if this happens, and then you know that presents itself, and I'm following this piece of paper that sounds good, I think it would all it wouldn't be it wouldn't be too flash. No. I like to actually ask people what they want. You know, so yeah. the team, I you know. What, what do you guys want here? What do you sort of, you know, see? How do you see this work? And as long as it ticks the boxes for everyone and it, it's a fair trade, yeah, let's move on, you know. That's so, I, I, I really don't get caught up on these little details of, you know, if you leave 15 minutes early, you've got to make that 15 minutes, but I couldn't care less, you know, yeah. just achieve what we're trying to achieve, right. let's make it happen, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's moving forward. I've I've come across that a lot. <clears throat> People tend to be more interested in the productivity that is being you know created, the return on investment for that individual, as opposed to okay, well, I've seen you sit at the office, the desk for eight thirty to five. You must be working, um, which often <laughs> couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> yeah, and you see the the solitaire screen come up, yeah, <laughs> when they don't think you're looking. <laughs> I'm the on other break. One oh yeah, sure you are. The, the other one I've seen is a screensaver of a spreadsheet. I've seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> no, look, look, obviously, Ash, your style is working. It is. It is a very collaborative style, um, and I feel that's what the prop tech space needs. That's sort of people that are involved with that. You're having great success, with, clearly. But um, you've made a few statements um, also in that post I read last week that you've got some pretty big things happening in the next year or so. Three years, it actually it was. It was very specific. It wasn't a, you know, two to five. Yeah. It was a three. So I'm really keen to, certainly with what you'd like to share, is what's, what's coming. Yeah, okay. So um, last year I wanted to put everyone's mind at ease that in this crazy mind there is a plan um, and a vision. So I actually did a three-year uh, mission plan. So every single month, the date and the time of what we're doing for the next three years. Wow. And I sent calendar invites for the first year and my phone blew up as in, what the hell are you doing? So I decided not to send calendar invites for the second and third year. <laughs> <laughs> but what what that is is, you know, 
when we first opened the doors, we said, look, number of prop techs, investment, staff in WA, they're our metrics. That's going to make us number one. Now there needs to go into more detail than that is what are we doing in July, in August, in September? What events, you know, what activities, what's the program? How do people um, get excited and get involved and know that they can grow over the next three years um, by being with us? Mm. So that was the intent. You know, we're taking them Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. We're taking them to uh, Los Angeles and New York every second year, Singapore, uh, London, um, Nigeria, and oh. people always say, what do you want to take them to Nigeria for? <laughs> and, and it's very funny, right? <laughs> <Good job. laughs> but Nigeria has a prop tech association, has an amazing prop tech sector in Nigeria, and I see it as a gateway into Africa. And then I tell people, you know, and they say, oh, great, well, it's got an mm. association, what's, what's in it for me? And I say, well, you know, for example, let's say you've got a marketplace list properties like REA or Domain or whatever. In Australia, you really don't want to compete against billion-dollar companies. You've got to have something super special, right, to, to break that. But there could be a country or countries in Africa or in Asia that don't have a marketplace of listing properties. Now, the proof of concept in multiple countries is ticked. We know people want to, want to use it. Right. So if we've got a prop tech innovator that has a marketplace, they can go into those countries, take market share in those countries, and now they become a valuable company. Mm. And if they do want to trade sale or IPO, their valuation is much higher. So that is a smarter approach rather than them rolling up the sleeves, grinding it out in the trenches and trying to fight on a really highly competitive country. Yeah. Well, that's... Um... So that's it. So that's part of it. Um, there is a bigger that's a bigger announcement that will probably come out um, in May mm -hmm. uh, or June, and it's just yeah, it, there isn't anything like this in WA. Um, it's going to provide a lot of capability to entrepreneurs um, in Perth and in Western Australia. It's a great. Win-win uh, for a lot of stakeholders, and it will instantly make us number one in that month in a market that has provided that service and product for twelve years or more. Wow. And we are going to, in that month, already become bigger than what and have a bigger product and service than what they have been able to to, to have in twelve years. So, which will, like for that one? Yes, it, it is really going to transition a lot of people over to PropTech Hub uh, and yes. it's going to grow us and, and get us to knock it out of the park. And then we can use the capital that we're making from that um, to do even more PropTech stuff um, here cool. in Perth, but over Eastern and overseas. Yeah. yeah. Ash, um, <clears throat> that doesn't surprise me <laughs> that you're going to be announcing something big and exciting. So, um, <laughs> as has been our time together, it's been absolutely fantastic um i love the energy and enthusiasm and what you're doing uh for not only australia but certainly for wa in the prop tech space um yeah, i think it's exciting fantastic and i wish you well in the future but for for anyone who wants to get hold of you how can they do that where can they find you um if you want to just go to google type in prop tech hub wa 
Um, yeah. And if, if you're interested in that, go through that and then you can go into through those channels. Um, or if you want to, you know, do the LinkedIn thing yep. um, and send, send me an invite. Beautiful. All right, mate. Well, look, um, thank you again. It's uh, It's been great to have you on the show. I really enjoyed the chat and uh, some insights you've shared, not only with what you're doing in the future, but some of your styles and your leadership and the way you're, you're thinking is, um, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on the show. And if you're watching this, please contribute towards Perth being the prop tech capital of Australia. Well said. Thanks, Ash. I'll talk to you again. You will. See you, mate. See you, mate. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm truly grateful and hope you got value out of it. If you did, please share it around and tell somebody else and help us bring this amazing information to others. If you know of anyone you think could add value to the show, please feel free to get in touch. I'd love to learn about them. Today's episode is brought to you by Sunel Recruitment. I am the founder and director of Sunel Recruitment. We are your personnel partners for amazing talent in the property, real estate, and building sectors. If I can help you in any way, please get in touch at the contact details in the show notes. And remember, we can all learn so much from each other if we just learn to help each other. I'm Nick DeRosso. See you next time.